Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty podcast. I'm the hostess with the mostest, <laughs> Charles. Chuck Thompson with me as always, uh, a special, special guest of mine, Mr. Nathaniel Paul Thurston. <laughs> Thank you for having me on, Charlie. I really appreciate it. How's it going? It. I appreciate you joining today. I appreciate the opportunity to finally make the podcast sound good, <laughs> and I know that's why you brought me on. And uh, it, it was a good call. Yeah. It was a good call on your part, for yeah. sure. Hope everyone had a good weekend. I did not have a good weekend because I just had to help a friend do drywall in their place all day. What a terrible friend. I know. What a terrible friend that would make you friends help with drywall. Friends don't ask friends to do drywall. You don't. That's one of the main... I read that. That's one of the things that I wish I would have never learned how to do, for sure, because once you know how to do drywall, it's it's all, it's all like having a truck, honestly. Yeah. It's knowing how to do drywall is like the guy who has a truck. That gets borrowed all the time. That everyone's just like, hey, man, can I... You want to come over to bring your truck with well, you? you shouldn't start doing drywall down at the local McDonald's. I know, man. I am. Anyway, <laughs> guys, this is the Good Morning Liberty podcast. And girls, this is also the Good Morning Liberty podcast. Statistics show that 96% of the time, this podcast cures socialism 100% of the time. So those don't are be, pretty good numbers. Don't be part of the whore percent. Don't be part of the whore percent club. The poor percenters, 4% of the people who listen to this podcast do not hit subscribe. You don't want to be a member of those so you want to go ahead and go ahead and hit that subscribe button real quick smash that button hit follow do all of those things we got a brand new spanking episode every single day of the week when we want to man which tends to be every single day of the week but we're not making any guarantees on that because this is america and we do what we want okay this this podcast has its very own autonomous zone and you cannot force me to do anything that you want us to do. Yeah. But we'll go ahead and put out a new Except episode. Except GML is probably way better than Chaz. For sure. Yeah. G- the GML, the, our NAPA, the, the non-aggression principles, principle of America, America yeah, yeah. Is, a, is a way better zone yeah. than AutoZone. It's the NAPA zone. For yeah. sure. The NAPA know-how is better than getting in the zone. So anyway, <laughs> come and join the NAPA know-how club. The 96 percenters are way better than those evil horror percenters. So get on there and hit subscribe. We talk life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning every gall darn single day of the week. And with the way 2020 shaping up, <laughs> it's, uh, I, you know, at this point, what's the point? Because we know there's going to be an asteroid. There's going to be uh, some type of a major hurricane. I read hurricane pretty soon. I read that the initial interpretation of the Mayan calendar was wrong, and that the actual end of the Mayan calendar is sometime in like Probably a couple months. First week of November, 2020. <laughs> right. More than likely is the <laughs> end of the Mayan calendar. And that's it. That's yeah. all we got. <laughs> yeah. Jesus is coming back. <laughs> Sam said that GML probably grows a better garden too. That's true. I did grow up on a farm, and my gardening skills are. Actually, they're terrible. I'm really bad at that. But my dad's gardening skills and my brother's and my, the other knows. part of my family, they're way better. Right. For sure. Now, I did read that this... We're probably better at protecting the barricade as well, I bet. For sure. And we're not going to be quite as tyrannical. But I did read just as, you know, just to be nice to the people over there in Chaz, which, by the way, they want to be called CHOP now. It's the Capitol Hill organized protest or organized protesters something like that chop is better than chaz chop versus mm-hmm. chaz apparently they didn't want to be called chaz but anyway i was pretty doing- soon it'll be chuck chuck <laughs> uh, there you go what's chaz up? chop chuck i like chuck we'll just call ours chuck somehow we got to come up with a good yeah. uh, you guys go ahead and come up with 
Chuck what that's going to stand what for. The, what the acronym is. No, but in defense of them, I was reading that that is a method now that is done, you know, with compost on top of cardboard uh, without digging and stuff like that, that that is a method for gardening. That is not just something that they completely made up, that that's something these these hippie communists have been doing for quite a few years now and that that they're not complete idiots they're just following in line of other complete idiots in the past so um you know why why stop now well because things that have failed didn't fail because the principles of the uh, the institution or the idea was bad is implemented wrong yeah with the wrong people so if you follow that all the way through it clearly you know the people haven't figured out the right way to do it yet. No, not that doing it is wrong in and of itself. <laughs> so that's the thing. We got a few things to talk about today. You know, there was that uh, the killing um, a police officer killed someone in Atlanta uh, at a Wendy's drive through. We'll be talking about that here in a little bit. We've got to talk about um, uh, what's the other thing? The Supreme Court ruling making a historic ruling on the LGBTQ movement uh the anti-discrimination thing so we've got some opinions on that and they'll be just as valuable as the supreme court's opinions <laughs> and then we've got to talk about uh what was the other thing yeah mainly the atlanta thing and then we've got to talk a little bit about Chaz real quick and probably the uh, twitter battle that ensued over the weekend so that's the main thing we got <laughs> we got to do all that but i'm yeah. a little distracted nate because i realize i can see your entire background and I realize that you have a sign up there that says Liberty, but on screen it just says Birdie. Birdie. <laughs> so yeah. maybe yeah. that's what we call ourselves. It doesn't say Liberty, it says Biberty back there. Somebody come just up so with you know. an acronym for Biberty. There's also a Dundee sitting on top of it. Hopefully some people know what that is. Crocodile Dundee? But no, no, it's a Dundee. Oh, oh, the yeah. So yeah, the anyway, award for the show the, that I haven't watched enough. It's of. the hottest in the office award, which I was given uh back oh, in aught sixteen. Another so. quick quick um office not a joke or anything like that yeah. another quick housekeeping item okay i think the fans in the live group wants to know uh, have you seen braveheart yet no i have not okay well i noticed that castaway was on amazon prime video mm -hmm. so i can go ahead and watch that you go first sometime that's fine no i won't do it until you agree to the terms. We're going to have to like live stream you watching Castaway and me watching Braveheart. I'll just drop a contract. And then if you don't <laughs> adhere to the words, then I have full rights and authority to to yell at you. Yeah. <laughs> Profusely. Uh, we'll so see. So if you guys want to see the live show, by the way, which you can do by going to patreon.com slash Liberty. That's where you guys can send us as yeah, that's the minimal amount is five bones a month. And those five bones feeds lots of dogs. That's and as the, as my daddy used to say, dogs being fed is a good thing. That's you don't want to not feed the dogs. It's a great stance. It's like feeding the children. Same thing. And the dogs. So if you go to patreon.com slash good morning liberty, liberty 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 about as little as five dollars a month, uh, you get the live show. And which is great. Uh, because you get to see Nate's background and, and make fun of us and join in on the conversation. There's lots of laughs. I can't even count how many crying laughter emojis are in this live feed. Yeah. There's that many of them. We get a lot of crying emojis too. Yeah. yeah. I run out after two hands. You can't count past I don't that. Know where, you got flip. -flops I don't know where today. to go. Cause yeah. I don't, you know, talking to my brother the other day, I can't have any opinions cause I don't have a college education. Oh yeah. <laughs> so because I didn't get one of those 
fancy papers you hang on the wall. I just hung the Constitution. There was probably your, a bunch of dumb people wrote that. There's your education yeah. right there. I don't think any of them graduated from Harvard. Charlie's got his so, diploma right up there on the wall. It's called the Constitution. Yeah, but since right. I don't have like you know University of blah 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 blah, you know that says hey you came and took some classes and partied your ass off. Uh, I don't know. Apparently, I can't cast count very high. But anyway, all that to say. <laughs> $5 a month will get you access to our Patreon and the live show. Be part of that. It's going to be awesome uh, because we have some big news coming up. And so if you want to, I'll just say it. If you want to get an ad free experience, then yeah. then go to patreon.com slash good morning Liberty. Uh, Cause we are probably starting. We're about to flip the money on. Yeah. We're about to flip the, the money switch. Yeah. It's so, about time. It's that time. So patreon.com slash good morning Liberty five bucks a month. will get you live and uh, ad free. Yeah, that's that's what it is. So I had a little Twitter, a little Twitter back and forth with Adam Kokesh. If you guys don't know who Adam Kokesh is, don't worry, you're not alone. So I was going back and forth with him just a little bit over the weekend. And <laughs> I'll spit my drink up. I just we, didn't expect you to say that at all. We, we were talking about Chaz and what the reference he was making was that there was a story about how there was a, uh, you know, a, a biker gang going to basically free the you know the chaz zone and and knock those people out basically he was saying that the red coats were coming and the libertarians needed to be supporting chaz and that this was a, a libertarian dream and and this thing was amazing the autonomous zone was amazing and basically i i posted back trying to set him straight on the idea which was that there there's nothing there's nothing libertarian about seizing people's private property and holding ransom those places with demands of free college, free healthcare, free education, uh, reparations, all, all of these things. There's there's nothing libertarian about that. Now, I, I was talking to some people in the private group earlier and, and asking some questions about it. I understand the idea that we should all be able to declare our own autonomous zones. All of our private property should be autonomous zones. And I would love it if if libertarians would be able to create some nice autonomous zone out there. But you don't just get to go seize a bunch of other people's property and then act with force over those people and do the things that they're doing. Now, listen, maybe it's not as dangerous as what some of the right-wing news has been showing. Whatever. That part doesn't matter. I don't see anything libertarian about this yet. Now, the only libertarian thing I see so far is that they're talking about defunding the police. And they have a lot of good ideas on criminal justice and things like that. So there's some libertarian ideas there. But it doesn't mean that you just blindly support a communist uprising in one part of the country just because you align with one of their stances. And you, you've got to be more principled than that. And what I've seen from a lot of libertarians throughout this entire thing has been that their hatred for the government is stronger than their love of liberty. It's like how George Orwell said that socialist's problem was that they didn't love the poor as much as they hated the rich. And one of my problems I've seen with libertarians so far is they don't love liberty as much as they hate the government. And I've seen this really playing out a lot with people like Adam Kokesh and some other people inside of the party. So your response was great. Yeah, I, I don't remember exactly what I said, but well, it was kind of based on the line from uh, from the Patriot, which we both love. <laughs> was it? Well, yeah, because he remember he says that your your freedom is as pale as your skin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't say that at all. But well, in in an essence, you said something like that. You said your hatred for government 
is greater than your love of freedom. Yeah. I, I was just trying the more paraphrase George Orwell yeah. at that time, but um, thank you. Yeah. I think I'd, I think I did an amazing job on that. You are right. But anyway, <laughs> I don't see anything libertarian about this. He was saying, you know, I said, there's nothing libertarian about someone seizing property. You don't know if everyone who lives in that area or who owns property in the area, store owners, anyone, if they agree with being there, if, they're, if they've been bullied into being there, if they're scared to speak out because they don't want to, you know, be taken over by mob violence on their establishments. I don't see anything libertarian about it. I've been, I've been preaching on this every day last week, but people really need to read the book Animal Farm. Just because you are excited about the idea that people have risen up against the power structure does not mean that those people are going to install a power structure that is in favor of individual liberty. They just want the power. They want their power structure. Do you really think that the whatever the protest is that they're going to get rid of the police and they're going to install this amazing force that is that just has individual liberty at heart and it's just going to be libertarianism all over the place no it'll probably be worse and so you have to ask yourself if i'm going to support this movement if i support it and it succeeds will we end up with more protection for individual liberty after that or will we just be getting rid of something I don't like and replacing it with something that's a lot worse? And that, that's why I can't, I just can't jump on the bandwagon for it. I love the idea, but do it with the consent of everyone who is in that area. Well, and people are comparing it like to the Bundy situation, like, well, they overtook a federal building and was it the, I don't know, some wildlife sanctuary. And, yeah. But they did it because the government was stealing money from them and trying to charge them grazing fees for grazing their cattle on their own land. Yeah. And so they were fighting a tyrannical government violating their rights. And I don't know now, if they seized any private property on that because it would be one thing to me if the Chaz protesters overtook the police precinct and that was it. Right. Or if it, they overtook the, the city hall building and that was it. But there's a lot of private property inside of that area. And if and, you're okay and, with that, then Charlie and I can get a bunch of libertarians together and come over there and just decide that we're going to create an autonomous zone inside of your property. And you're going to have to agree with it, or we're going to throw you in the street and have people beat you to death. Yeah. Like that. There's nothing libertarian about this. Not only that, the list of demands have to stop at like, you know, defunding the police and fighting for justice for the injustice that's been served. It, it, and the difference between like the Bundy guys and what happened with that wildlife refuge takeover was that they were protesting the government's taking their rights and their list of demands weren't, uh, not only do we want you to stop charging us to graze our own cattle on our own land, we want healthcare included. Yeah. It, they didn't go there. No. And that's no. completely different between fighting for liberty and fighting for communism. It's, it's completely of, different. It's like the difference with the anti-lockdown protests. I mean, you can draw a comparison with that too. I mean, yeah. And a lot that of, group is called anti-lock. Uh, uh, anti-lock. <laughs> and they just don't like lockdowns. And so a lot of armed people went into a government building. Yes. But how many people were murdered? How many buildings were burnt down? How much private property was destroyed? And what were their demands? Their demands were to be left alone. 
And now I'm sure all those people that, you know, maybe a lot of Republicans and stuff like that, and they would still love to take your taxes and use it for things that we don't agree with. Right. But it, it wasn't in their list of demands. They still want to subsidize their manufacturer, yeah. the manufacturers and stuff like that. We're going to stay in this building until you up your subsidization of the coal industry or anything like that. Like that, that's not what they were doing. They just said, stop forcing us, stop forcing the economy to be shut down. Right. And so there's there's a bit of a principal difference inside of this where one protest is I'm going to protest one injustice, like Charlie said, and demand that I can create an injustice over the entire group of people because I've had an injustice put on me or one protest that says stop the injustice. And that's my demand right there. That's it. So the live group, Aaron, came up with the acronym for our Chuck zone here. Okay. Do you want to know what it is? What is it? Uh, it is Capitol Hill underwear capture kerfuffle. <laughs> so it's pretty good. The underwear capture kerfuffle. Yeah. Don't bring your underwear because we're going to we're going to take we'll seize it. That stands for Chuck. Capitol Hill <laughs> underwear capture kerfuffle. I think it's good. I had to look guys. up kerfuffle because I didn't know what that meant. I don't know if you guys know what it means, but it's a noun and it's a commotion or fuss, especially <laughs> one caused by conflicting views. Stop. <laughs> so that's you were in a kerfuffle this weekend. Stop capturing my underwear. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I've got a problem with that. Okay. So one thing from Chaz real quick, we got a, just a few stories cause we got to talk about the Supreme court decision, uh, which we are not going to have the opinion that you guys might think we're going to. Uh, and then we got to talk about the shooting in Atlanta, but this story I thought was interesting from Seattle. And I actually, to me, it shows a good principle, and I would like to see how it plays out. So this protester in Seattle's Chaz demands white demonstrators give out cash. A protester in the police-free district set up by demonstrators in Seattle demanded the white demonstrators fork over $10 to their black counterparts. A video uploaded to Twitter Saturday shows a man inside the city's Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, or Chaz, urging protesters to donate the cash. He said... I want you to find, by the time you leave this autonomous zone, I want you to to give $10 to one African-American person from this autonomous zone, said the unidentified protester, speaking to dozens inside the area near the city's East Precinct that was abandoned by police last week. If you have a hard time giving $10, you got to think, are you really down with this struggle? Are you really down with the movement? He said, if that is a challenge for you, I'm not sure you're in the right place. Uh, the man was met with cheers. So that demand, well, hang on, that demand was met with cheers and applause from a crowd that had gathered at what appeared to be a baseball field. <laughs> like, if you can't donate ten dollars, then you're not capitalist enough for us, and we are, can't steal enough from you. So go f from hence thou for. <laughs> Maurice is asking, so I only get ten bucks. That's all I'm worth. <laughs> so Maurice wants ten dollars from everyone. That's we we need that now. Here, there's two things here. There's a couple interesting things. One, if if people inside of their own little commune want to decide that they're going to institute a reparations policy, and everyone wants to adhere to that, then fine. If they're gonna if they're gonna do that freely, it'll be really interesting if they decide to institute that, that as a policy inside of the autonomous zone, and then they start kicking out people who haven't paid their reparations, and in the form of people who can use force against other people that are finding out whether or not they have paid their 
tax into the system and then kicking them out if they're not going to pay it. That will be really interesting. What will also be interesting is probably the homeless people inside of the area. Well, they'll probably only have to pay like $1. And then some of the other people will all have to pay 10 or $15, depending on what their worth is. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. But I, there was one thing I liked from it, which is what what the guy said was, if you have a hard time giving 10, you got to think, are you really down with the struggle? Are you really down with the movement? So I want to say, that's a great point. They need to go ahead and put their money where their mouths are right now. So it'll be really interesting to see if they do institute that policy. And we don't support reparations because I think that is that will be one of the massive divisive points that we've ever seen in American history if we do end up passing some kind of reparations. But on an individual basis, I mean, if you just want to go hand 10 bucks to a black person, I, I guess that's on you, uh, I guess. I, I, it's not... It's not but, something that I'm I'm going to do unless it's someone that's like on the, I gave money to a homeless person the other day that was black. It was because they were homeless. It wasn't because they were black, but they had the most emotionally deep sign that I had seen throughout the day. So they got money. It's and reparations need to be paid not in the form of money, but it needs to be paid in the form of let people be free. Yeah. How about stop stop forcing black people who are just braiding hair out of jobs? I watched this infuriating video on Twitter where this uh, look appeared to be a, a Hispanic man oh, yeah. was just cooking hot dogs and selling them. And the cops came up, asked him if he had a permit. He was like, no. no. And and they took all of his money. They, they even had his wallet and took money directly out of his wallet. Yeah, I don't even understand. And it's like, what? What? I don't understand how that cop sleeps at night how, thinking yeah, that exactly. that was okay. How do you think that's okay? It, it was so, and now I saw the guy, there was a GoFundMe started for the guy and he's raised like over a hundred thousand dollars so far. So good. He was, that's good. Um, that he was taken care of for that. Uh, but I, the, I was disgusted with the police officer that, that did that. Um, that actually, you know, while we're, if you want to talk about that for a second, I'll pull it up just in case anyone didn't see it real quick. Yeah. Pull that so, up. Cause it's absolutely it's, disgusting. It's an, it's a crazy idea. And I hope it really wakes a lot of people up to the idea that, um, this whole permit system, this being allowed or not allowed to do something, what's crazy is you'll see a lot of people who are completely in favor of more government on everything who are going to be disgusted by this video of a white police officer walking up and taking the money away from a Hispanic guy, and and they're going to be disgusted by it. But hey, guess what? This is the result of the policies that you freaking love, Okay. This, this is the result right here, is that you don't have a permit, therefore the government can seize your money. So anyway, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it real quick. It was very sad. Um, let me see. I know I got this sound turned on real quick. Oh, that's not right. Land of the free, home of the permit. We don't mind yeah. if you guys want to observe. We just want you within a good distance. That's not right. This is Berkeley PD we'll or UC Berkeley judge, PD? And the judge can decide whether or not it's right. And you're going to take his hard-earned money? People could drink on campus on, on football games and no tickets, but a hard-working man selling hot dogs, earning a living, gets his yeah, money well, taken away on, and a ticket. A he doesn't have a permit. He must have wow. He doesn't have a permit. He doesn't wow. have a permit. He doesn't have a permit. Oh. Yep, this is law and order next. Law and order. No, support. it's not. I see people drinking in public on campus who are Did not you hardworking. Did you call us? You go down. Uh, anyway, just This just is just terrible. law and order. Just law and order in action, y'all. Yeah. That is law and order in action. 
in in some of these, this is the problem. You create the laws, you create a system where you got to have a permit to operate. And this is one of the, the things that happens. It was just completely disgusting. That guy looks like he makes delicious hot dogs. And I I was hungry just watching it. Yeah, he's got know. gloves there. <laughs> all kinds of stuff in his cart. Okay. Yeah, and the thing about it is, you know, you know how much it's going to cost him to get his money back? All of it and then some. Yeah. So guess what he's not getting back? His money. Yeah. Well, hopefully he got a lot from the from the GoFundMe that was oh, I'm started. Saying the, the, but a lot the, of people aren't going to get a GoFundMe started for Look at the cop going through them, his wallet you know? and just like taking the cash out. How do you, like you said, how do you sleep at night? How do you even look at yourself in the mirror and be like, I'm just doing my job. Like how, how can you even, uh, like somebody who probably votes for freedom or, or wants freedom is, and is just like doing his job. Yeah. How do you, how can, how, how do you. Now what's crazy is if there would have been, say the, the guy selling hot dogs would have tried to get his money back from the officer or would have tried to run or do something like that. They even could have been shot and killed during that, yeah. during that little altercation right there. And the officer acquitted. And yeah. And then it would have been justified in some, in some kind of a way. And it's just disgusting because the guy shouldn't have been taking the guy's money in the first place. It's, it's terrible. So anyway, um, let me know what you guys think about the whole Chaz thing. And obviously, I, I think we know where we come down on these these permits. So pretty crazy. But Maurice makes a good point. He says, but he's protecting us. He's protecting us from the criminals. <laughs> he's he's out there protecting and serving, thank, man. Thank God that you could not buy a herm, uh, you can't buy a permit, a permitless hot dog now. And what do you think a permit does? for selling hot dogs do you think the hot dogs get better do you think that that guy has the incentive to provide better hot dogs or something after that are they going to have more you know they're going to be cooked better they're going to have a lower chance of making you sick or or something like that no it's aren't hot dogs fully cooked to begin with i used to eat them out of the package cold cold. hot dogs you know i'm just saying maybe they'll they'll be warm you know they won't be cold hot dogs or something the point is all it does is it shuffles money to the state for you to be able to to engage in economic activity. That's it. It's so they can control that. Yeah. And it's really so, uh, you know, maybe someone bigger who wants to sell hot dogs can, maybe they'll make one permit available for the area. And whoever wants to pay the person in the back room enough to get the permit or something like that is the person who's going to be able to do it. It's it's disgusting. There's, it's like the, there's no freedom about that whatsoever. It's like New Jersey making that city garden. Yeah. Yeah. They only got one bed for it. <laughs> so ridiculous. All right, man. Tell me about the Supreme Court. Charlie loves Supreme Court decisions, so I do, I do, and I, you know, this this is a very interesting case, and I I actually think that I agree with the court here, but I, it's it's all fresh, so I don't know for sure. But anyway, this is coming from ABC News, Supreme Court makes historic ruling on LGBT employment discrimination. The Supreme Court issued its opinion Monday on a historic case about LGBT employment. I guess they left off the Q people. They didn't make a decision about those um, LGBT <laughs> employment discrimination with the majority deciding that title seven of the civil rights act of 1964, which prohibits discrimination on the basis of sex also applies to gay or transgender people quote in the title in title seven, Congress adopted broad language, making it illegal for an employer to rely on an employee's sex when deciding to fire that employee. Justice Neil Gorsuch wrote in the majority opinion. We do not hesitate to recognize today a necessary consequence of that legislative choice. An employer employer who fires an individual merely for being gay or transgender defies the law. 
It was a 6-3 decision with Chief Justice John Roberts and Gorsuch joining the more liberal side of the court. The fact that they even have to say that is terrible. Yeah. Um, Justices Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Sonia Sotomayor, Elena Kagan, and Stephen Breyer. Gorsuch wrote the majority opinion while Justices Samuel Alito, Brett Kavanaugh, and Clarice Thomas dissented. I thought the left hated Gorsuch. Well, not when he aligns. <laughs> not anymore. Yeah. Uh, quote, those who adopted the Civil Rights Act might not have anticipated their work would lead to the, this particular result, Gorsuch wrote. Likely, they weren't thinking about many of the act's consequences that have become apparent over the years, including its prohibition against discrimination on the basis of motherhood or its ban on the sexual harassment of male employees. But, he continued, the limits of the drafter's imagination supply no reason to ignore the law's demands. When the express terms of a statute give us one answer and extra textual considerations um, suggest another, it's no contest. Only the written word is the law and all persons are entitled to its benefit. Which I think that's very important right there where he said, only the written word is the law. And so... English is a plain language. It's although it's kind of difficult, but words have meaning. And what he's trying to say is in a literal sense, um, the words mean something. Yeah. You can't just go changing definitions and things like that. You can't they, just add things into an old law or, or add new meanings to words because you've changed it because that changes the original meaning of the law itself. Right. So, Alito, one of the dissenters, said it was preposterous that the majority was, quote, merely enforcing the terms of the statute. Quote, the arrogance of this argument is breathtaking, Alito said. His dissent compared the firing of LGBT employee for being gay or transgender to firing an employee because of his or her astrological sign. Ah, well, you're a Libra. We don't like you. <laughs> um, even, quote, even idiosyncratic criteria are permitted. If an employer thinks that Scorpios make bad employees, the, the employer can refuse to hire Scorpios, Alito wrote. Such a policy would be unfair and foolish, but under Title VII, it is permitted. And until Title VII is amended, so is a policy against employing gays, lesbians, or transgender individuals. Like Alito, Kavanaugh accused the majority of playing the role of Congress and the president. He claimed that in judicially rewriting Title VII, the court today uh, cashiers on ongoing legislative process at a time when a new law to prohibit sexual orientation discrimination was probably close at hand. So there's still a little bit more here, but the, the, the gist of this is that the Supreme court basically said that we already have a statute on the books that says that you cannot discriminate against employees based on their sex. Now, mm. The libertarian position should be, or at least my position and the liberty position should be, that the government has no say over what you do with your business to begin with. Yeah. And if you want to, I know this is unpopular, but if you want to discriminate against anybody, if you want to hire them or fire them for whatever reason, you should be able to. You don't have to have a reason. You own yourself and you own your business and I can fire you for whatever. Now, if the businesses were smart, they would just fire him for no reason. And be like, ah, I just don't, I don't want to have you as an employee anymore. You've done your due diligence and we're done with you. That would be the smart way to go. But apparently in this case, all three employers confirmed 
that they let them go because they were gay or transgender. Yeah, that's a really dumb which move is on so, the employer's part. So dumb. Yeah. Like now, on the however, paperwork, they just wrote down gay. However, this is like the bake the cake situation. Although <clears throat> you should bake the cake and you shouldn't hire or fire anybody, whether they're transgender or gay or not gay or whatever. You shouldn't do that because it's bad business. And it's being, some, a, being a bad person. It's being really, a bad overall. person. Yeah. Like if you, if that person that you hired provides value to your company, regardless of their sexual orientation, how many partners they have, maybe they're, they're, maybe they're polyamorous and they've got 15 partners who gives a shit <laughs> if they're providing value to your company and they're not harming it in any way whatsoever. You're not losing sales. They're not destroying your property, whatever it is. There's no reason you should fire them simply because they're gay or transgender or polyamorous, whatever. It doesn't matter. Or Republican or Democrat. Or Republican or, or Democrat. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter as long as they're providing value. And, and so I think that the government shouldn't even be involved. However, as a court of law, their job is to interpret the law. And I like Antonin Scalia, which I believe he would actually side with the majority on this. I don't know. He's dead. Gorsuch so said what, that Scalia would have. Right. What he did, and which is what I think you should do, is when you look at a statute, when you look at the law, what you should look at what is written, not what you thought that Congress should have meant by it, but you should look at what the words that are actually written, what's their definition, and what is the meaning behind what was written. But it's in a that liter- case, it's a with, literal sense. In that case, I mean, sexual orientation is not listed in there. It just says sex. So ba- I but mean, based on sex, though. But it's this isn't based on sex. I mean, it's not because you were a female. It's because you were a you were a female that likes females. You know, so it, it's not based on the fact that you're a woman. Yeah, it is though, because if that was a male who liked females, they wouldn't have been fired. But if it were a male who liked males, they would be. So it's still not sex. It's sexual orientation. But at the still, what's the basis? Follow sexual orientation to the fundamentals of well, sexual orientation. I, but it, it, it goes it depends on, on your sex. It, it goes on both sides, though. If the what if, if the you're person, attracted to males and females, if the person would fire a female because they like females and they would also fire a male because they like males, then they're not discriminating based on sex. They're discriminating based on sexual orientation. So I, I'll have to dis- disagree with you on this part that I'd. I don't agree. I agree and disagree and agree and disagree all over this, all over the place on here. Yeah. Because I don't agree that Title VII specifically worded allowed for this decision. I think they're writing that into it. Now, the, the, the other problem is I come down on this like I did on the uh, gay marriage thing. I don't think the government should be involved, like what you already said. However, comma, since the government is involved right now, what I do think is that if you are going to provide a Title VII to protect from discrimination for things, then you can't just only p- pick certain things. And so there's the hypocritical part of the law, that it's only d- discrimination based on certain things. So in this, you know, for instance, if you found out someone was a Trump supporter or whatever. Now, listen, I, don't, I think you should be able to discriminate based on whatever you want. You're probably a crappy person, but you should be able to do it. There's discrimination on everything. You think that someone won't be as good of a worker as someone else. You just discriminated against them Mm -hmm. based on them as a person in some kind of a way. 
So everyone discriminates all the time. I think that place has better food than this place. I, I like the neighborhood of this house better than the neighborhood of this house. There's always discrimination all the time. But the interesting part on this, or the, the confusing part on this for me, is that if we're going to have the statute, which I don't think we should, but if we do, then I do think it should cover discrimination on whatever. Now, what I would really like is for it to not exist. But when it came down to the gay marriage thing, I was like, well, if the government's going to be involved uh, in marriage, involved and in marriage then anyone should be able to get married that right. wants to get married. Now, is it specifically written into whatever the laws are? No. Is the Supreme Court technically right down to the letter of the law and doing what they're doing? Probably not. But the problem is that the government's involved in marriage, not, not specifically the other problems. So in this case, my problem is that the government's involved in the discrimination, but I... I want everyone, if there's going to be discriminatory protections, I don't see why you would discriminate on who's going to have discriminatory protections on them. So it's so the, very confusing to me. I agree with the, it's the outcome. And I, well, <laughs> I agree with the moral outcome of it. I don't agree with the legal outcome of it. Right. I agree with the moral outcome of this. I agree with the dissenters on this, but I agree with the moral outcome of what the Supreme well, Court even did. Brett Kavanaugh dissented, but he yeah. agrees with the moral outcome. Yeah. But this is a hypothetical coming from the court. I'm reading this out of Fox News now. It says the majority goes on to use a hypothetical where an employer has two workers who are attracted to men, but one is a man and the other is a woman stating that firing the man for being gay would be discriminated, uh, would be discriminating against him because of his sex, because he has the same preference as the female employee. The court similarly discussed a potential situation where two workers identified as female, but one was identified as male at birth and the other female. So still sex plays the role. That's what they're saying. And that's what I actually agree with. I just don't Ultimately, know if I can follow the principle all the way well, down the line. Like, am I, am I a lesbian? What is orientation? You know, because like, you know, I'm a man and I, a lesbian means people who like women. But what is orientation? <laughs> it's just an adjective for sex. Like I said, I just don't, I don't like the... I don't like the literal legal outcome here. I do like the moral outcome, uh, but I don't like the governmental outcome. It's very confusing. And this is, yeah. this is the point where you're like, where are the principles on everything? Where's the, where's the underlying principle that, that carries through everything? And there really isn't one. And that's why it's so hard to just have a straightforward, hardline opinion on this for me. So Brett Kavanaugh said in his dissenting opinion, he went ahead and, and added this part here. He goes, Quote, notwithstanding my concern about the court's transgression of the Constitution separation of powers, it is appropriate to acknowledge the important victory achieved today by gay and lesbian Americans, Kavanaugh wrote. Millions of gay and lesbian Americans have worked hard for many dec decades to achieve equal treatment in fact and in law. They have exhibited ex extraordinary vision, tenacity, and grit, battling often steep odds in the legislative and judicial arenas, not to mention in their daily lives. They have advanced powerful policy arguments that and can take pride in today's result. So Kavanaugh's like, I, I like the result, but I don't like the way it was done. Yeah. And 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 I can see that. I, I do see that, but I I don't think that I the guess court, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying the same right. thing he said. I like the result. I don't like this legal action. And what the place. dissenters are saying is that the Supreme Court usurped their power. I, I that don't, I, I don't like the result because I don't like the idea that you can sue people based on them firing you for any kind of discriminatory reasons. Right. I guess I think you should Good have. Lord. Well, I'm saying <laughs> it, 
in a moral sense, I like the result. But is it moral for but, you to be able to sue someone because they discriminate? No, I'm saying, I'm, I, like, I would tell my mom, like, hey, mom, don't fire this person just because yeah. they're gay, because that's wrong of you to do. So in a moral sense, I agree with it. But you can't legislate morality. But that's the problem, is the government shouldn't be involved to begin with. This is difficult. It is. It's a difficult thing. I, I don't know where to come down on this. My, my my annoying principled stance on this comes down to if they're going to do this, then it also needs to include any other form of discrimination because someone was a Trump supporter, because someone's a Bernie supporter, because they suck at their job, uh, because they have an annoying voice, um, because you don't like their hair color. It, 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 it on a principled stance should cover everything because you can't decide that some forms of discrimination are worse than others. Really. There's mm -hmm. some reason that some employer is going to discriminate against me versus someone else. And it might be because they don't like well, whatever it is. Maybe they didn't like my attitude. Maybe they don't like they, they don't like that. I'm introverted or whatever it is, you know? So if they're going to do this, then it needs to cover every form of discrimination. So it's it's like an unequal discrimination law. Well, we were talking before the show. The other thing is like you can't fire. Some, like if you work at a gay company, let's say you can't be fired for being straight. Yeah. So it has to go both ways. Um, Sam said uh, that he said, I don't care what you munch on or where you put your pecker. Make me money. Damn it. <laughs> That's my stand. We're going to put that on the wall in here. That's yeah. That's going to be uh, Biberty's zone. That's going to be our stance. <laughs> and truly, Liberty doesn't care what you do in your free time at all. No. And as there's no regard for what you do with your free time, it doesn't matter as long as you're not harming the company. If you're the not having gay sex on the countertop at the Wendy's, then Wendy's doesn't need to care about right. it. Right. Okay. Honestly. That's because it's unsanitary. That's, exactly. all, that's the only reason why. You could be why. getting coronavirus everywhere. So. <laughs> Anyway, let's talk about a serious situation here. The police killing of Richard Brooks in Atlanta, uh, which has been ruled a homicide, by the way. Uh, very, very interesting. I'm, I'm interested to see where this goes. Oh, real quick, though. Maurice said, can I become a server at Hooters? Mm. Hmm. I think they have had some lawsuits like that, but that's been on uh, maybe. It's like part of their product somehow. It's, it's women who maybe didn't fit the description of a server that would be working at Hooters. Um, you know, judging by the title of the name, uh, that, that didn't fit that, that, that were not hired. And I think there, there have been some lawsuits based on that, but I haven't heard about whether or not men have sued as far as that goes. I, was always, so. I worked at the, I was a server at this one place for about a year in my young days here in Nashville and in the bar area, only females were allowed to work the tables in the bar area, the cocktail tables. And that was like where the money was. Cause you got. Were you working at a strip club? No. Okay. No, this is at a bar. It was a bar restaurant. And uh, I, now I was allowed to be a bartender, uh, but I didn't get to work the good shifts. I had one good shift. I worked ladies night behind the bar. There you go. But there were no males allowed to work any of the cocktail tables. And that's where most of the money was made. So. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I was la laughing at Josh's comment there. <laughs> yeah. That, those are the lawsuits I've seen so far. So the police killing of Rashard Brooks in Atlanta has been ruled a homicide. This is from NBC News. Authorities in Georgia ruled Sunday that the fatal police shooting of Rashard Brooks outside in Atlanta Wendy's was a homicide. Brooks, 27, died after he was shot twice in the back on Friday, the Fulton County Medical Examiner's Office said in a statement. Brooks was shot after a confrontation with two Atlanta police officers in the parking lot. 
Police have been summoned there on a report of a man sleeping in his car in the drive-thru. Brooks struggled with the officers after they administered a field sobriety test and tried to take him into custody. Surveillance video appears to show Brooks running away from the officers with a stun gun he'd taken from one of them, said Vic Reynolds, director of the Georgia Bureau of Investigation. While running, Brooks appeared to turn around and point the weapon at police, Reynolds said. At that point, the Atlanta officer reaches down, retrieves his weapon from his holster, discharges it, strikes Mr. Brooks there in the parking lot, and he goes down. Um, Chris Stewart, an attorney for Brooks' family, said Brooks shouldn't have faced deadly force because he appeared to have a stun gun. Um, quote, of extreme concern in the murder of Rashard Brooks is the fact that he was shot in the back multiple times while fleeing, Stewart and law partner Justin Miller said in a statement Saturday. Atlanta Police Chief Erica Shields resigned over the shooting, saying in a statement that it is time for the city to move forward and build trust between law enforcement and the communities they serve. Uh, Garrett Rolfe, the officer who shot Brooks was fired. A second officer, Devin Brosnan, was placed on administrative duty. Neither officer has been charged with a crime. The Georgia Bureau of Investigation is reviewing the incident. The shooting prompted protests Saturday night near the Wendy's, which was set on fire. Because that's how you it's Wendy's fault. solve things right there. So it's, it's setting things on fire. So we're going to play the video. Now, I don't typically like videos of people being shot or killed or anything like that. Um, this does not show him actually being shot he's kind of behind a car at that time so if you're watching live you can see the video if it's your first time it's about i will play about five minutes of it it's important uh, for the context of our conversation about this so it, it is important to see what actually happened they've compiled all of the body camera and security footage together to show a complete take on the incident so we're going to show that real quick my man hey come in you good you don't need an ambulance thing like that are you just tired all and right if man. you're not watching live I'll this move is my the car just pull up just pull somewhere and take it out all right officer just woke the guy up in the drive-thru Deal with this dude right now. Yeah. Actually, how, how long has she uh, passed for? It's, it's been probably about a year and a half now, but. Okay, I'm sorry. My that. birthday's just passed, and uh, my girlfriend's birthday just yeah. passed. But I I went to visit her. And yeah. All right. We decided to eat Burger King tonight, and hey, this happened. Right. I, I hear. I say, babe, what's going on? Right. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna have, we're gonna talk to this officer here for a minute, and then uh, we'll be good to go. Okay? Oh no, no problem. All right, thank you, sir. All right, stay in the car. Stay right there. Everything good so far? I mean, everyone's hey, being on. very so nice and cordial towards each other. All right, go on. He's sitting here. So he was in the drive. Yeah, he's, he's okay. on. Cars on. Took me like a few minutes to wake him up. Kept knocking. Opened the door. Like shook him. Woke up super groggy. Got you know pretty good smell of alcoholic beverage coming out of the car. Eyes are watery and glassy. Started his words. Wasn't sure where he was. And uh, tell me he had one drink you said earlier. Tell me, I wasn't here, so can you tell me what uh, what That's happened it. before we got here? Hi. 
she said top shelf or whatever. Top shelf what? I'm not sure. It was, like I said, it was her birthday and... You had about one and a half drinks, but you don't remember what kind of drinks they were? No, sir. All right. I really don't, Mr. Roth. All right. I think you've had too much to drink to be driving. So put your hands behind your back for me. What was the BAC? Yeah, put your hands behind your back. I couldn't see it. It was a 1.08. A 0.108. So now they try to arrest him and he struggles and tries to run. Stop fighting! Stop fighting! You're gonna get tased! You're gonna get tased! You're gonna get tased! Stop! Stop! You're gonna get tased! Stop! 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 Now running. Oh, oh, oh. Hit him with the taser. Oh, 63. Put your hands behind your back. Put your hands behind your back. I think he didn't hit that car that was right behind the guy, but it had people in it. No, I hadn't called anybody other than the IPPO. Okay. Alright, hopefully we'll get this cleared up. Anything right. you need from me? Any update on the on Mr. Brooks? Well, I ain't checked yet, so okay. we'll get that squared away, alright? Alright. But you're good. Okay. So, you know, terrible. Uh, we're, we're, like we said, we're super against death here. And we'd like to come up with a way for this to not happen. I don't, um, I don't think the deadly force was exactly necessary. But what I did say in the pre, in the uh, pre-show today, almost said pre-market. What I did say in the pre-show today was it's not as clear, cut and dry as either the right or the left is making it sound, is or libertarians. Now I I don't think that the guy needed to be shot three times in the back. But it's not what the initial reports were, which was that the guy was just sleeping in the parking lot of the Wendy's, which is what I saw all over the place. How yep. can you, you know, the guy just asleep in his car? Uh, he was the unarmed, Wendy's, unarmed, all that stuff. You know, um, they say, uh, you know, the this report even says he appears to point the taser at the officer. Uh, watching the video, he shot the taser at the officer, and that's when the officer puts down his his taser and um, and uses his gun. I. I don't know what the for sure solution to this is other than there was no victim in this crime. When you find the guy that's asleep in his car in the parking lot has not harmed anyone. There are no victims of the crime. I I would say that you can call a family member. You can have the guy tell him he needs to sleep it off in the parking lot. He hasn't harmed anyone. I understand the idea that you want to keep drunk drivers off the road, all of that. Um, but there's no victim in the crime except for 
the guy who's been shot and killed by the police officer now. And that's, that's terrible. So I, I think it's important to be open-minded because listen, not every time a police officer shoots someone, is it that the police officer murdered someone? That's, that's not always the case. And not every time that someone struggled with the cop, does it mean that the cop needed to shoot them? Every single scenario is different. They got in a in an altercation. Everything was fine. The police officers were being extremely nice to the guy, and he obviously struggled, tried to get away. They threatened to tase him several times. He didn't even tase him, and the guy grabbed the taser and pulled it away. I don't know what to do in the situation. I don't think the cops should have fired for a couple reasons because there was a car right behind the guy. I mean, you're if you miss him, where's your where's your bullets going at that as time? you're running as you're running right and you're firing like. They're they're nothing for a mile behind the guy when you're when you're shooting them, uh, so that's that's a little bit, you know, that's a little dangerous in my opinion, to decide that you're going to fire three bullets in a general direction in what's probably a a heavily populated area, and you don't know where those are going to go. So that's difficult. I wish that police officers would, when they are in a in an altercation, that they would be trained to at least aim at people's legs beforehand or something. I don't know. They already tased him. He didn't go down. You know, what's his crime? Can you let him run away? Can you let him? I mean, he got in an altercation with the cops. So I guess at that time, he's trying to assault a police officer and evading arrest. So you're going to try and pursue him at that time. It's just a difficult situation. And my main point on this was that it's not as easy as as any of the sides are making it sound. Right. None of them. It's not clear that this guy deserved it. It's not clear that the police officer murdered them. It's it's not just 100% on any of those. It's very difficult. What I said to Charlie, which was before I watched the video, was that I didn't know that there were other police officers there. And when I first heard about the story and they said the guy fired a taser at the police officer, well, I'm thinking if the guy's belligerent and he's obviously already gotten in a fight, well, what happens after he hits the police officer with the taser and and you go down? Like if someone, if you have a gun and someone's taking your taser and they're firing the taser at you and you're thinking, well, what's going to happen after I get with the taser and I'm down on the ground, you know, convulsing and not able to move? Was the guy going to take my gun and shoot me after that? Like, uh, am I going to be able to defend myself? So there's all kinds of things going through your head. Like you don't know what's going to happen after he hits you with the taser, but there was another police officer there. So, so that's not entirely one of the risks I would say for, for what would have happened. Yeah. It's, I don't know. All I can say, all I can I wish, say is that I wish there wouldn't be an immediate arrest because the guy was asleep in the Wendy's parking lot or because he, he tested, you know, over, you know, 1.08 or whatever it was. Um, I wish that wouldn't be, something that you just emit or 0.18 or whatever it was. It I think it was one. 0.108. Yeah, 0. So 0.108, was like, sorry. You know, two tenths. It was, it was 1.08. He probably would have been dead yes. in the parking lot yeah, already. You can't have over a hundred percent alcohol in your blood. That's, <laughs> that's a hell of a lot of alcohol <laughs> right there. Um, I wish two things. I wish, you know, when I first watched the video and I, I, cause I knew how the ending was and he started to struggle and run. I'm like, why? Yeah. Why? Why would you do that? The cops didn't show any form of aggression to begin with. He said, hey, I'm just going to place you under arrest. And he was very 
seemed to be very gentle. Being very nice, very nice with right. the guy the whole time. Had been very nice. Right. So and with the guy, so like, the guy, the Brooks, uh, Mr. Brooks had been nice right. the whole time. So it's like, why run, number one? And the second thing is like, I wish the officer wouldn't have fired because he didn't get hit with the taser. So he would have been fine and he would just let him run off. I wish those two things. But as you said, that those neither one of those happened. They, obviously, the guy struggled and ran away and then he was shot in the back. And so I think there should be some discipline for the officer over this because you can't shoot people in the back. Well, but I, I and he to, wasn't hit with the taser. I have to push back on the he being, wasn't hit with the taser being shot in the back thing because you can. I mean, I know it was a taser and not a gun, but you can have a gun in your hand and someone behind you and and turn around and fire the gun at them. True, and be posing a deadly threat to that person. But it wasn't a gun in some kind of way. It wasn't a gun, but like I said, then you go down the whole you idea. Could be, of, you could be incapacitated. I understand. I do so, understand that. Um, you know, you, I don't think that the idea of you got shot in the back, therefore there was no reason for use of force. It completely aligns here because you can, you can have a weapon and point it at someone as you're running and pose a deadly force to them. And maybe when they react, you're going to get hit in the back. So, you know, if, if there's an intruder in my house and, and they're, they turn around as they see me, but they're shooting at me at the same time and I hit them in the back well, then am I not going to be covered by any self-defense laws at that time because I, I hit the person in the back? And I totally understand you know? that, which is why I think that the true real solution to this Sam says problem, you can actually kill people with a taser. My question was, what if the taser hits him in the head? What if it does something like that? What if it hits him in... What if, and, what if it hits him in the, in the carotid artery? Yeah. What? If, I mean, those things are rough. I had a friend, by the way, who took four tasers to get down, four separate tasers, um, but they left some crazy crazy marks afterwards but my my question was what happens if the guy shoots the taser and it hits the cop in the head and and is sending all that crap through your brain i don't well, i don't know and i'm you know to finish my point here sorry the actual solution is to for this situation to never occur like even if the cops do show up it's hey did he hit anybody was anybody harmed because he was asleep in this drive through Maybe he's trespassing and Wendy's wants him out of here. Whatever it is, because he's on private property, it didn't have to end it with him being arrested because he didn't harm anybody. There was no victim whatsoever. And so if you get rid of victimless crimes, this situation never has a chance of taking place. And Brooks, Rashad Brooks, doesn't die. Rashard, sorry. Rashard Brooks doesn't die. If the if if victimless crimes are no longer on the books, my yeah, my answer would be I I would love if the if the situation would have been that the cop asked the guy, do you have someone who can come pick you up? And he said, yes, he called the person. The cops waited there to make sure he didn't take off drunk driving and they waited for someone to come pick him up. And if no one came and picked him up, then they took him in, you know, so he, you know, didn't just leave and pose a threat or whatever. Um, or they followed him and then saw that he got back on the road and pulled him over. But it's just, it's, you know, at that time where you're like in a parking lot of a place, you're just not posing a threat anymore. I don't know if I can completely fault the officer for his response to it. I don't know if I agree with him immediately being fired and the police chief resigning and all of that. Like, I don't, I think this is a response to the situation around the country. I think had the George Floyd not happened and everything else, you see this and, and you don't, see all the outrage and everything from it. And 
I don't know. It's a, uh, it's it's difficult. I, and and Sam said there was interference with Wendy's conducting business while peaceful. He was clearly not in control of his own faculties. Um, Marie says it's definitely not black and white. Right. It's not. And and like we said, I mean, the guy, you don't have the right to just sit in the Wendy's drive through and go to sleep. Like you're, yeah, in some kind of way, you need to be removed from that line so the private property owner can can go about their business. And uh, so they had him pull over to the side. Like I said, I think, you know, because he died and everything, I just, I have all these scenarios where I wish, I wish something else would have happened. I wish the guy wouldn't have ran. That doesn't make me someone who's like, well, shouldn't have ran, shouldn't have, shouldn't right. have. But there's personal responsibility here too. And is is it ever, is it ever the fault on the person for, you know, this wasn't a cop kneeling down on the guy's neck while they were trying to arrest him. Like that, that's not what this was. And so there's a little, people have to admit there's a little bit more fault on the person who got shot and killed here than say there was but from the George Floyd thing. It's not the same thing. And so that's what's bothered me from this is that it's for a lot of libertarians and people on the left, this is immediately the same thing that we've seen police brutality. This is George Floyd all over again. This Cop is the, was definitely this is the exact racist. same thing. Cops racist, police brutality, defund the police. This was a murder. This guy's a racist. It's not the same thing. Right. It, it's just not. This is a completely different situation and it, it's not easy it's it's not easy on either side and you don't ever really know how you're going to react in that in that situation when someone's pointing a I, I'll look it up Sam said you can kill people with a taser I I believe him uh when someone's pointing a potentially deadly weapon at you um you don't know how you're going to react at that time like I said I wish police had more of a um more times that they would go for people's legs or something or yeah. or aim lower not be aiming, not be aiming the kill. Like the guy's running, you know, I wish I would see him shoot him in the legs or something to stop him run. If you're going to use your gun and try to preserve life the most that you can. I don't know if you can argue that at that point, the guy posed a danger to everyone around in the parking lot and on the road and everything other than running out in front of traffic or something like that. I don't think he was a, a, a crazy danger to society as he was running off at that point. Um, it's just, it's, it's difficult. I don't, and that's, that's where I come down on it. This is difficult. And that's the only reason I really wanted to talk about it was you have to judge each one of these situations separately. They're not all the same thing. They're not there. This is a completely this different situation, a gray area. You have to remain objective, non-emotional and try to put yourself in both all parties in the situation and try to figure out what the actual solution to this problem would have been. One solution would have been that the guy didn't run. The other one would have been that the, the officer didn't fire, that the officer didn't fire, that the officer didn't pursue him or that he shot him in the legs or that it wasn't a policy that you immediately arrested someone because you saw that they were in a vehicle and they were and they were impaired. Maybe you wait for a family member to come pick him up because the idea is that you're trying to uh, maybe you're going to give him a ticket and then you're going to have a family member come pick him up. Maybe you don't have to be arrested at that time. Right. So it's just. I don't want to go down the road of all pol police action bad, all people who are killed, you know, completely innocent. You know, it's it, it's a gray area, but it's a it's a terrible situation. I don't, you know, what whoever it was, I'm sure the guy's family's all tore up. The police officers probably torn up. He was asking about the about the guy uh, with his captain or whoever it was that came up there. Uh, he asked them how the how the guy was doing. So he was obviously wondering whether or not the guy was okay, and I'm I I don't think that 
I don't think that anyone's really happy about this outcome. No. So well, anyway, and you know, we're not happy with the outcome. As we mentioned, we're against death, you know, in, in any way, shape or form. And I still go back to this situation. Didn't have to happen without the victimless crime. It didn't have to happen. As Sam said, and we've said they could have had a family member could have called for a ride. You know, something else could have happened. And I've been pulled over for this same thing. I was literally, I could have walked to my house from where I got pulled over. I was that close to home and the cop, I, re, I refused the tests. Um, and when I did that, he said, all right, I'm about to put you under arrest, turn around. He acted the exact same way this officer did, by the way. Yeah. He's like, go ahead and put your hands behind your back. He was very, he wasn't like physical with me. It wasn't like turn around right now, you son of a bitch. Yeah. He, n- none of that. Yeah. Just like this guy was acting the same way. He's like, okay, go ahead and put your hands behind your back. And so I did. And I, he put the cuffs on and, uh, I had to sit in, a, in an extremely uncomfortable cop car, by the way, <laughs> I'm six, eight. Not- I don't know if you guys have ever been. In the back of a cop They're car. built for speed, not comfort. Like, exactly. <laughs> They're definitely built for speed. Listen. And, uh, and now what if I would have ran in that situation? Like, why is that? That's not smart. And I, you know, I was listening to a podcast the other day where, you know, black people are taught different things than white people. And I would say probably some to, to a certain extent, I'm sure black families have to have a more difficult conversation because there are more um there's more arrests of black people and the there's higher more, percentage per there's a higher percentage exactly yeah so i'm sure there are different kinds of conversations but at the same time like i was told not to run from police <laughs> like i was told not to do that and because all you're doing is even if you disagree with the situation that's happening, you're just making the a problem worse and you're not i mean you're rarely going to get away from the release like there's just not a good scenario you know we've done it before in my car where we we were able to get away uh when we passed the cop before (laughs) yeah but we turned around and hid we hid you know we were all we were still in the car um you know it's you know my grandpa told me a story too about where he he had the call and had someone open their garage and he pulled his car up in the garage and shut the garage door (laughs) i mean you you know if you're still in your car but i mean what are the chances you're going to get away from the police you know that and I don't want to be like a Candace Owens about this and say, and I'm not well, saying, right. I'm not trying to know, blame the victim here. That's yeah. not what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to blame the victim, but there is, there's a responsibility that goes on with deciding that you're going to drink and then get behind the wheel of a car. And now it doesn't have to carry a sentence of death from a police officer. Exactly. But you are making a very irresponsible decision at that time. And I'm not saying that as some person who's better than everyone else. I'm saying that as someone who has drunk driven an insanely amazing amount of times. And I'm not proud of that. It was not very libertarian of me. It wasn't very responsible of me. It wasn't good and it wasn't moral, but it is by a sheer grace of God that I'm still alive right now. The amount of times I have driven a bus or a van or my car or any of those things when I was inebriated is completely insane and people make bad decisions. So I'm not trying to say, you know, well, you just shouldn't make that decision. <laughs> like that's not what I'm saying. People, especially once you're drunk, your decision-making process is, is gets gone worse. At that time. It, it gets worse. Sh- shuts down the part of your brain that makes decisions. Yeah. And so it's just a, it's a really difficult situation 
there's responsibility here that goes on the person who was drinking and driving and you could have killed someone that's very potential. Luckily, the police officers found you before you had been driving and killed anyone. Uh, and I wish there would have been a more nonviolent solution to, to the problem, you know, uh, trying to not victim blame, trying to not, uh, cop hate, uh, just trying to look at the problem objectively. So I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I think you guys are, are pretty much, pretty much along the lines of what we are saying. Um, it's, I don't know. It's a crazy situation. It's a sad situation and, uh, it's going to cause a lot of problems. And I don't know if it's going to make everything better is, is the problem. Burning down the Wendy's doesn't make things better. Mass riots and protests. If that does end up happening, um, you know, cause the guy's arrested or something like that, that's not going to make things better. Um, it's, what would make things better is reforming a lot of our laws because police officers are merely enforcers of laws that are on the books. So reforming a lot of the laws that we have and trying to instill uh, the most personal responsibility in yourself and your family that you possibly can. And those are the only things I can come up with that would have solved the problem. Agreed. So, all right, guys, uh, if you are interested in hanging out live with us, Come on over to patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty. We just got a new patron over the weekend, and we really appreciate you guys for doing that. That allows us to continue to run advertising for the podcast, to run advertising for things that you guys care about. And, uh, you know, it just gets liberty out there. It gets the message out there. So if you're asking, like, what can we do? What can we possibly do to try and fix this situation? This is one of the things you can do because all the money goes back in advertising for pushing the Liberty message out there to the most amount of people possible. So this is one of the actions that you can take. If you're wondering what one of the actions are, this is one of them going to patreon.com slash good morning Liberty for as little as five bucks a month. You can watch the podcast live every single day of the week when we want to. So go on over there. And if you're interested in trading, you don't even look to see if that trade had finished yet. Is the, is the day over? Yeah. The market just closed just right now. So um, if you guys are interested in trading, Maybe it's not your thing. Maybe it is. Uh, we do a class. We've got over 100 videos listed on the website, mastermytrades.com, that can take you from never, ever even looking at a chart in your whole life to being able to take some of your own day trades. We've put out several different strategies, all kinds of stuff on there. So if you are interested, go to mastermytrades.com. For the remainder of this week, you can get in on a seven day free trial. So you can jump in on that seven day free trial. At the end of this week, you'll never see that seven day free trial again this week. And uh, you, you wanna go ahead and jump in on that. There's some scarcity for you. So go ahead and jump on to mastermytrades.com and get going today. Maybe it's something you'll be interested in. Just taking control. The, the, the stock market is the most libertarian thing for earning money that there is out there because it is complete freedom. You are in complete control of whether or not you're going to make any money. And it's all about forming a strategy and being the most disciplined person that you can. So anyway, guys, thank you all so much for hanging out with us today. Uh, we appreciate you sticking around for a, you know, what is a complicated and difficult conversation to have. Uh, as, as always, we really appreciate you guys being here. So do all that stuff. Check out the website. Go to Patreon. Tell a friend. Tell your communist uncle about the podcast. And if you guys do all that, and I mean all of it, we'll be right back here again tomorrow. Till then, have a good day and a good morning, Liberty. <laughs>